Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Ooh, hold up. Just got a new sale. Order fulfilled and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Oh, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. Listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. One day we're going to have to fix that. Welcome back. It's the Scoreboard Axe Podcast. Once again, it's me, Nick, and him, TJ, and we're without Rook, so it's going to be... Just the two of us. We can make it if we try. Is it... And isn't that right, Mr. Scream? I think that's right. How you doing, T? I'm doing fan freaking tastic. How about you, Nick? I'm good. I'm good. Just to start it off, I just want to point out today is Roberto Clemente Day in Major League Baseball, and uh, a lot of conversation to start to start off our show. Obviously, it's a big day. It's a big deal this week, first week of the NFL season in the books. But I, I just wanted to talk real quick. It's, it's yes, the sir. first day. It's you know, it's, it's Roberto Clemente Day around the league. Uh, I believe today everybody wears number 21 in honor of Roberto Clemente and what he meant to, I think, all professional sports, not necessarily baseball. Um, and not a, and I, what I think is really most important is Roberto Clemente doesn't mean anything to any particular group um, as far as, as an example that he set. I mean, obviously, to Hispanics like myself, it's a big deal, especially if you're Puerto Rican. He's a national hero um for our, our little island in the world but I, I think that roberto clemente is definitely an example a shining example for all professional athletes to try to emulate and just care about their fellow man and 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 take appreciation to the fact that they've been given uh so many opportunities to to make money and and be be uh, a beacon of hope for their community and, and things of that nature and, and he, i think he definitely showed that as a player um and as a person he's a humanitarian for certain 
Um, I think it's important to, to remember him because I think you can point to any athlete, no matter their background, and say, try to be like Roberto. I mean, there's not, it's not like, oh, if you're a white guy, or oh, absolutely. You're Asian, you know what I mean? Like, if you're white or you're Asian, you can't, like, Roberto Clemente still sets a good example for you um, that you don't really have to worry. Like, his race doesn't matter, it's, it's who he was as a person. Oh, absolutely. I mean, race is a forgotten thing that with Roberto Clemente in regards to just the person he was, the life he lived, the tremendous baseball player he was, and the humanitarian he was. So, I mean, we, we talk great about Roberto Clemente. We've talked about him a lot on this podcast. He's, uh, you know, I think the gold standard as far as being an example of how a pro athlete should strive to be. I mean, he... You, you you just can't you can't look at Roberto Clemente as a person humanitarianly and not be like this guy was a stud and then it's like oh look at his baseball stats as well yeah just what yeah. a tremendous human being and I, and I gotta say like not for nothing how big a bag of bullshit is it that Hispanics only get half a friggin month for uh, the celebration of your heritage like are you fucking kidding me today. I tweeted that today we uh. Uh, somebody posted MLB posted something about Hispanic Heritage Month, and I was like, as a Puerto Rican, we there's no such thing as Hispanic <laughs> Heritage Month. We get two weeks in October in September, which is like actually the last week of October of, of September is uh, Oktoberfest, so everybody's busy celebrating beer, and then we get two weeks in October, which is Breast Cancer Awareness. So we're competing with literally boobs and beer. Nobody gives a fuck about us, bro. <laughs> like it was like. All right, so we, we could focus on Hispanics right now, or we could focus on alcohol and breasts. Your thoughts? I, I don't get it. It's like <laughs> even it's the Hispanics like, are like, yeah, fuck that. Whatever, we don't care about us either. Whatever committee came up with that, it's like, all right, uh, all right, this month is going to be this Heritage Month, and this month is going to be this Heritage Month, and everything starts on the first for that person's Heritage Month, except the Puerto Ricans. They start on the fifteenth. They get their second paycheck. They better pay their goddamn bills, and then we'll give them half a month. <laughs> I honestly, this makes I, I absolutely said, you know no sense. I tweeted today. I said, you know what? The virtue signal, the virtue signalers can keep their bullshit holiday. They ain't got nothing to do with me. Listen, man. All I know is us Irish. We only need one day here. I listen. As far as I'm, New York concerned, City every- always tries to take that away from us. <laughs> every day is Hispanic Heritage Month, as far as I'm concerned. You know, I don't need a, spe- a designated time to be proud. It's like Valentine's Day, right? Like Valentine's Day. Do, you really need a day? Does, do people need to, to tell you to, there's a specific day that you got to show your wife you love her? No, it's a Hallmark holiday. Let's call it what it is. Right? That's bullshit, right? I mean, if you're really talking Dude, about I, it, St. Valentine's should only be celebrated by Catholics, right? Because only Catholics have like St. Valentine. Right. It, it, or certain types it's of Christian, the biggest- I guess. It's the biggest bullshit. I, I mean, it's one of those like, oh, hey, how do we like just make a restaurant jam packed and uh, jewelry store sell out of gold and diamonds, you know, one day a year? It's like, oh, I have an idea. Let's just make this the national day of love. So everybody feels like they, they need to show up each other, you know, keeping up with the Joneses. It's like, I, I honestly don't even pay attention. Me and my wife are like, hey, good morning, hon. Yeah, have a good day at work. Love you. Bye. Listen, oh, it was Valentine's Day? Good. Who gives a shit? Just be glad there's no St. Francis of Sissy Day and they don't make you buy a fucking pet every year. Uh, I would have so many tigers. 
That's good stuff. Call me Tiger but, King. Uh, back to uh, Roberto Clemente. Um, you know, there's a lot of conversation about him getting his number retired throughout baseball. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, would it be deserved? Absolutely well-deserved. But I'm not a big fan of retiring one number through through baseball. I mean, you, you there's other ways of honoring somebody than saying that, hey, you can't ever wear this guy's number because I know, it, you know, if I was Hispanic and I was a uh, Puerto Rican heritage and Roberto Clemente meant something to me, I would want to wear his number coming up through the majors. So that's a good point I mean, to be able to take that away from somebody. I don't think that honors him very much. You know, it did listen, throw plaques, throw statues out there. You know, they, they talk about him today. Um, I, I think there's ways of doing it without saying, Oh, Hey, yeah, this guy means so much to, to people. And, but no, you can't ever wear his number. You beat. I think that's a, you make a really good point. I, I like that a lot, actually. You're right. Um, I normally I'd say, yeah, retire his number throughout baseball simply because that's what they did with Jackie Robinson. Um, but but you're right. right. You know, like as a Hispanic person wearing Roberto Clemente's number is a big deal. Um, and I, what I do mm-hmm. like, however, is that ba- baseball is doing what 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 NFL does with the Walter Payton Award. Uh, that if they win the Walter Payton Award in the NFL, they get to wear that little Walter Payton uh, statue patch on their uniform so in baseball if you're a uh a, a former roberto clemente award winner you can his number on the back of your hat i think that's really cool because there's right now there's very few people that get to do it because there aren't that many absolutely um that are still in the league but like you you, you might be the one guy on your team right. that wears that patch right because there's only one per i don't know dude uh, any 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 type of accolade that yeah, any type of accolade that you could strive for that means something, and then you could be one of a select few that actually get to show it off. Uh, I mean, as a, as a player, I, I would want to be like, oh, man, that's awesome. Dude, you get to rock Roberto Clemente's number behind your head. That Get me in. How do I do this? How do I be a better person? Yeah, I, I think I think there's a lot of players that, you know, they, they kind of go unnoticed. Um, but then you look at something like Curtis Granderson was a Roberto Clemente award winner. He did a lot for his community in New York and in Detroit when he was with the Tigers. Uh, he did a lot. You know, Curtis Granderson's a very shining example of a, a great Roberto Clemente award recipient. Um, Anthony Rizzo is a Roberto Clemente award recipient. And uh, he he has done a lot for, for kids with cancer with his uh, organization. And there's a lot of good organizations out there. You know, Derek Jeter had his, his, uh, his turn to organization and Joe Torre had his close – uh, safe at home uh, foundation. There's a lot of good foundations, a lot of good uh, organizations right. that uh, are founded by players in major league baseball and other sports. Of course. Um, right now we're just kind of focusing on baseball, but, uh, but obviously football players, basketball players, hockey players, soccer players, they all have organizations that help a lot of people. And, you know, I think the Roberto Clemente um, day, maybe that's a day where like, not only do they honor Roberto Clemente, but maybe all of the teams that have players that have organizations, maybe they, they, they say, Hey, you can wear the patch of your organization that you, that you built, you know, like, so if you're Anthony Rizzo and you have the, the Rizzo foundation, like you can wear that patch to show it off, to bring attention to, to that cause. Um, and maybe garner some more right. money or funding for that so that you can help more people. That's not a bad idea. Or maybe, maybe just put all the, like the side, like the foul line area, and you're just putting you you know uh, 
those patches there so people could see it and be like, oh, okay, these are these are organizations that the players are putting out there that they want to support. The NFL does something very similar where they can wear cleats and stuff like that for organizations that they support uh, at some point during the year. Right. But, I hear uh, you, dude. I, I'm absolutely – I'm with you. But, uh, yeah, a good good time of year, you know, talk about helping people. That's always a good thing. But, uh, you know, first week of the NFL is out the window. Uh, we're all, Tonight is actually starting of week two, which I, I – does it bother you as much as it bothers me that, like, Thursday starts football? Because to me, Sunday is football. Like, Thursday was just like an extra little curveball thrown in there, and this whole, like, the season starts on a Thursday thing just kind of feels stupid. Like, it should end on Thursday. The week should be over on Thursday, not begin on Thursday. It is – I I think when, at least for most of us, when you think about a football Sunday, it involves getting some chicken wings, a case of beer, getting them nice and ice cold, having nothing to do that day, getting your friends or buddies over and watching a game and watching games all day. And I feel like the, the singled out game on Thursday in itself is kind of like, eh, it's extra football during the week, but like, do I really care, especially if it's a team that like isn't going anywhere or it's somebody that's out of my market that I generally don't care about or not even in my conference? So it, it just seems a little silly to begin with just for Thursday football games and then to start the season that way. Like, no. The football season starts that first Sunday. You get together with your buddies. Maybe you go to the stadium. Maybe you tailgate. Maybe you just hang out and have a barbecue, especially at this time of year because it's still nice weather. But you drink a couple beers, you eat some chicken wings, and you, you make a day of it. How do you make a day of Thursday? It's like, yeah, football Thursday, it's great. I went to work all day. I came home, took a shower, ate some dinner, and uh, now I'm probably going to fall asleep in the third quarter. Awesome. Like, I, don't, I don't have a problem with Thursday football. It just bothers me that that's the start of the week. It, it should be like, all right, the start is on a Sunday, and – you know, it, it, the, it, Monday's the second game and then Thursday's the end of the week. And that's the end of week one is Sunday, Monday, Thursday and week two, Sunday, Monday, Thursday. It just bothers me that like, why would the week start on Thursday? Which isn't even the beginning of the week to begin with, right? Sunday is the first day of the week. So why are you crossing weeks? Like it's, it's like, like when I was younger and I couldn't figure out why Madden was always called the year later instead of the year that it started. I'm like, it's not even 2023 yet, but we've got Madden 23 yet already. Can someone explain this to me? It's like how uh, some car companies put out like a 2023 in like February of 2022. It's like, you're just trying to jump ahead of the competition and be like, oh man, I got a 2023 already. It's like, no dude, you got a late 2022. Cut the shit. Yeah. Pretty much, um, but uh, but yeah. So, a- any surprises from you for for the first week of the season? I had a, I had quite a few surprises based on uh, on how the results came out. I, I, there were a lot of expectations that I did not see coming by any stretch of the imagination. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think the Giants game uh, and the show that Saquon Barkley put on was tremendous. Um, it's good to see that out of him, and it's great for the Giants. I mean, I know we like to shit on the Giants as Jeff fans, but. Uh, it was a great game to watch. Uh, Geno Smith, man, putting on a friggin' performance, making me sit there and wonder why, why, oh, why couldn't we do that with the Jets? And apparently it must have just been the coaching and, and the staff around them and just couldn't the develop in the right way. Jaw. 
Yeah, like hey, seriously, dude. I mean, Geno Smith has some chops, and he showed it off, and that that was a tremendous game. And then I, I would say a couple of weird like coaching decisions. Like uh, I picked uh, the the Lions this week to cover the spread. Luckily, they did, but they lost. But with like twenty something minutes left of football, and they're only down by ten, they decide to try an onside kick, like. Uh, against the team that's smashing it up your ass all day, you're going to give them field position at, at the 50. Like, why would you like, it's not like you caught them sleeping. They were in perfect position. They played it fine. The guy literally scooped the ball and was like, Hey, thanks for the extra 30 yards, Dick. Yeah. I, uh, I was surprised by the giants too. I thought Daniel Jones played well. I mean, he turns the ball over like it's going out of stock. He wants to give it away. That interception in the end zone didn't help much, but they won the game. And that, I mean, that's the whole point, isn't it? Um, yeah. But uh, I, I thought he played pretty well. Um, I was, there were actually quite a few games that I was very surprised about. Let me try to see if I can find some of the ones that I was thinking of. Uh, Bill's Rams. Green Bay getting out. smacked was, uh, oh yeah. The Rams getting oh. That was wild. Um, I, 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 it's not that I didn't expect it out of the Bills. But I expected more out of the Rams, and it's it's just they they were taking a nap, I guess, week one. Hundred percent. Um, the uh, the uh, the 49ers and Bears. I mean, both their quarterbacks sucked. But uh, Rook that has was that a, pick. Rook, Rook that picked way. the Bears. Um, dude, you could have made a uh, lot of money uh, if you would have just parlayed Bears Bears money line. If you took Bears money line and then um, Pittsburgh money line, you're going to make some cash. How about a tie to open the season with the Colts and the Texans? (laughs) Dude, Uh, you know what? And a lot of people are high on the Colts. Yeah, yeah. The Saints squeaking by the Falcons. That should have been a blowout. That game pissed me off. I had the Saints. I thought they would for sure cover the five and a half. But uh, I, uh, in other football news, I mean, again, Geno Smith beating the Broncos, I was very surprised by that. I was not nearly as surprised about that as I was um, about – let's see if I can do this. Hold on. I, I wasn't nearly as surprised about that as as I was surprised about this. Um, Did not – I don't know why that happened, <laughs> but uh, yeah, th- th- that's this a whole handful right there. Th- th- this was crazy right here. That's common sports stuff, bro. My response was facts. This is common sports stuff in prison. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what sport that guy was playing. All right. But uh, nobody ever cupped my ass playing baseball or football in my life. Okay, dude, it's I, I. That's the first time I've seen that. That's actually really funny. But you haven't seen that slapping somebody on the ass. No, I didn't see that. But slap giving a dude a, a attaboy on the ass is one thing. Grabbing a whole handful of cheek and squeezing. I, I mean, that's assault, brother. <laughs> that's some that's Bill Cosby assault, shit. 
<laughs> it, it reminds me of this uh from Keen Peel. It reminds me of uh of the um of the of the slap ass from Keen Peel. <laughs> if you've ever seen that slap ass? No slap ass? Classic come on, come Keen Peel. Come on, man. It's a slap ass. <laughs> but uh but yeah, I, I saw Geno Smith grab his ass, and in my mind, I was like, "Honk, you want a handful of my balls?" <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, that's uh, like he must have did that and realized it's like, "Shit, do I do I do I throw him a twenty now and give him a good tip?" Oh shit, this ain't the strip. It really club, seemed bad. really intimate. But uh, other surprises, I, dude. I mean, <clears throat> maybe we found out why. Uh, Maybe we found out why Gino got his jaw broken. Maybe he was grabbing ass. You know, that's that. You're right. That might very well have been a thing. In which case, I can't even be upset with I mean, Ike and Polly for breaking his jaw. Right? It's like, dude, I told you not to play with me like that. Come on, we're teammates. Get the fuck too out deep. of here. In, in the words of Zach Braff, too deep. Yeah. But, uh, Dak, Dak Prescott, Gino Smith walking around a jet, Jets. Uh, yeah, dude, not for nothing. I, I and I get it if you're a Cowboys fan, but Dak Prescott sucks. Like he's not. I understand he got injured, and I'm not saying like good or bad or whatever. Obviously, it's bullshit. It sucks. You never want to see your your star player, especially your starting quarterback, get injured. But Dak Prescott is not your answer. He's going to lead you to nowhere. And I don't understand the Cowboys' fascination with pumping Dak Prescott like he—he's their, you know, generational quarterback. He's their guy that's going to bring him to the promised land. Because I have yet to see anything from the guy that leads me to believe he—he's a stud in the NFL and he can—he can carry his team on his back because it's not going to happen. So, so T, are you saying that Dak Prescott is in fact pajamas? Dude, he's total pajamas. I, I mean. I'm not gonna say he's he's a bad quarterback, but he's not he's not what Dallas fans and the NFL makes him out to be. He is not a stud. He is not a top ten quarterback. It's not happening. I, I don't get the fascination. It's bold. That's a bold statement from TJ. But you know what? I'm gonna give him a point on it because he's right. I mean, Dak Prescott's figured <laughs> a lot over the course of the last four seasons. He has missed a lot of football from a knee injury to now his thumb to, to, to running with 10 seconds left on the clock for 15 yards and then trying to snap the ball to himself. Like I, Dak Prescott's done quite a bit in the NFL in the last four years. Not much of it good. Um, the Cowboys, I feel like every year the Cowboys fans are, are, are you know, I feel like the Cowboys are like the Padres lately where before the season starts, they got a lot to say. And then it's put up or shut up time, and they're not saying much. Listen, it's not the 90s. You don't have Emmett Smith going out there. Okay, being America's team is horse shit. I, I, I don't get it. Dude, deal with it. Tony Romo was your the best you had in the last 20 years, and now he's making more money broadcasting. So he's telling you all to suck it. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think I think with Tony Romo broadcasting, I think we've actually come to find the actual like genius that is Tony Romo, and we didn't realize it before. But Tony Romo's a fucking genius. Like watching him call a game and seeing him go watch, they're gonna run this play, and then they run it. You're like, why are you in the booth, bro? Like, why aren't you in a square telling people about this, dude? He knows his shit. The guy knows his shit, and he knows how to read defenses. I mean. He's sitting there and immediately saying what, what's going to happen, where they're going to blitz from. He's looking at the offense setup and saying this is where they're going with the ball. He just he knows the game of football. He knows how it's played. The X's and O's are like math to him. You know what I mean? It's like an equation, and he figures that shit out like Rain Man. That shit's like uh, Beethoven was deaf, I think. I think Beethoven was deaf. And they like people couldn't figure out how he knew yeah. what good music sounded like. It's because he looked at the the notes on a on a sheet of music and he could see basically the mathematical equation of what good music looked looked like. And that's how he came right. up with his music. Even though he was deaf, he could see like, oh, if I go from this note to that note, it'll sound good because it the math translates the right way. Right. What are they uh do you think they said there's like a that. There's a good chance that Beethoven was uh, an idiot savant, like uh, one of those dudes that wasn't the smartest guy out there. But for whatever reason, that shit just he, it, that was his niche. When you when you said that, it reminded me of you ever seen the movie Gotti? They go, he said something. And the guy was like an idiot savant or something like that. Couldn't speak a word of Italian, but could could sing an entire song in perfect Italian. And the guy looked at him and he goes, "How come only servants can do this?" And and his friends like, "It's savant." Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. (laughs) <laughs> but um, uh dude so jet, jets, how about the jets nick great. jets defense looked great dude the um, defense the defense in the running game it, and i said this sunday watching i said the defense in the running game is creating so much momentum and the second the ball hits flacco's hand the momentum explodes out the anus of the fucking stadium it was horrible watching this guy take snaps you're telling me that what's his face uh, that they put on the practice squad cut and then restart yeah. on the practice squad? Strebler, uh, Strebler couldn't be up there, dude. Put him behind center right now because I cannot do three more weeks of watching Flacco. I can't do it. I'm sorry, I just won't watch the Jets because it's horrible. The guy is lost. He like he could say whatever he wants at press conferences. All the guys in the locker room being in the locker room, you know, it keeps me young, and I feel like I could still move. The way I used to, it's like, dude, how this guy has a Super Bowl ring is mind-boggling because I mean, he's lost out there. 
at this point, I would take fucking Eli Manning and wearing his button-down shirt to Disney World on his honeymoon all over this moron because this guy, this guy actually thinks it's not his fault and he's good. It's like, dude, you have weapons now. And then the the run game got established against a team that was what, like first or second in the league against the run last year, and they were able to establish a run game, and it just totally yeah. killed the second you let that ball out of your hand. Yeah, I the the. Two things that bothered me about Sunday. The amount of snaps that Garrett Wilson received um, and the involvement with the tight ends, which we got two tight ends now that are supposed to be solid, and they didn't get them involved enough in the first half. And, and to me, that's just uh, unacceptable from the offensive coordinator. So no, today, uh, uh, Mike LaFleur did it. You know, he did his interview today on Thursday about, you know, the players that played from the offense. And he said that the plan was to give Garrett Wilson more snaps, but he hasn't mastered the F and Z positions and he has to improve on non-pass plays. I am really getting tired of this. I really am. Like, do you think that you're making some sort of spiteful point by not playing a guy because he's not an expert at positions that he's just not an expert at? Like, you're literally cutting off your nose to spite your face. We saw what Garrett Wilson could do with the ball in his hands. He came up short by about a half of, of a yard. And, and you're going to sit there and go, well, he doesn't know how to play every single position on the field. You know, we talked to Coach Westoff last week, or was it two weeks ago? Uh, or last week. We spoke to Coach Westoff last week. And what did Coach say? He said, you put players in positions where they can be successful. You don't need them to do everything. You need to find the role that they play well and put them in that position to win. And it seems like Mike LaFleur is like, well, if you can't win at every position, then I don't want you on the field at all. And I, I'm just tired of it. If I have to sit through another season of a player with talent sitting the bench because he doesn't know every single position on the field as a coach you are failing and you need to go all right because either you're not motivating the player to learn every position or you're flat out not letting him do what he's successful at either way is a failure on the coaching not on the player i like at, at what point do you just simplify it and say hey you see number fucking 83 you line up three feet right of him and then th for this play and then on this play, 73. So, you know what? From now on, when when, when we give the play in, just I'm going to fucking flash 7-3, and you know that's where I want you to position, you know, three feet left of him or wh whatever you got to do. But to waste talent because you don't know the, the, the playbook, essentially. You don't know the X's and O's. You don't have a down pat like that, and you can't get into position because it's not being taught to you well enough, clearly. Because I think anybody that's played in in in, in any sort of sport and can figure out positioning and stuff like that. Like it ain't like you're putting it out there at shortstop and the guy keeps wandering up in the fucking mezzanine level. Like, Oh, over here, coach, like cut the shit. It reminds me of the, of the sandlot where he can't catch a fly ball and Benny goes to stick your glove in the air and I'll take care of the rest. You know, like if you're a good coach, it, mm -hmm. it, I think of like uh, any given Sunday where, where, Al Pacino is trying to simplify the offense for Willie Beeman, right? Coach, coach, uh, coach, you know, coach is trying to simplify it for Willie Beeman. And he goes, just think about it like when you were back in Texas and you're in Dallas, go to the station wagon, turn around, I'll get it to you. That's all you have to, if the guy has talent, it is harder to find a man with talent than it is to find a man that can read the fucking playbook. Because obviously the coaches on the sidelines didn't have fucking talent, but they could read a playbook. That's why they're coaches and not players. How many great players end up being head coaches? How many? 1%?
Right. How many great players end up being any type of coach? Once they're done with their career, they go home. They're like, fuck this. I'm done. I'm done with football. I've got enough money. You know, Jerry Rice ain't out there trying to make money coaching. All right. It, it, it just nope. doesn't happen. John Elway is not out there trying to coach. You know what I mean? So, like, obviously, reading the playbook is not as necessary of a talent as actual physical ability on the field. So if the kid's got the physical ability on the field early in his career, learning the playbook will happen down the road. You'll figure that out. When you have to rely on on your knowledge because your body is failing you, then you can get into the nitty-gritty. But use your body while you have it. Don't sit the kid on the sidelines this year like you did Mims last year because he doesn't know six different receiving patterns. He knows one receiving pattern, then you work that one receiving pattern. Randy Moss, for the first like three years of his career, all he could do was run in a fucking straight line. But he did it better than everybody else in the you, NFL. You know, and it's funny too because people, people want to act like it, it, it's when you break it down to X's and O's, it, like it's it's difficult or it looks like it's like you know essentially math. I mean, we all hate math, I think, and it's essentially you're breaking down to an equation, but. I, uh, a couple of years ago, my cousin did, uh, you know, touch tackle league, whatever men's league. And he asked me to fill in a couple of times. I'm like, dude, these guys are monsters. I'm a tiny dude. Like I'm going to get killed. He's like, dude, I just need bodies and come have fun. It's schoolyard football, essentially. And I went and played. I don't know their playbook. And he would literally, if I was on offense, he'd be like, dude, I just want you to run 10 yards and cut right or cut left, do a button hook, curl out left, or just do a straight L pattern or something like that. And then when I was on defense, he's like, dude, I want you to play corner. I, I was usually playing corner. You'd be like, play corner. Um, it would either be, I want you to stay in and blitz. I want you to man coverage, and this is your guy. Or I want you to just play zone and, you know, watch this section of the field. It's that simple. Somebody could, If somebody could explain it to you in one sentence, you're covering from the 30 to the 40 on this play. Just make sure nothing gets behind you. Is that hard? Listen, it's it's football. You can sub every single play. Every single play. You could take the guy out and tell him, like, the next time I put you in, I'm putting you in to do these three plays, and that's it. You could take him out every yep. single round. Hey, dude, hey you it, flop it's... out with this guy every single round. And just tell him the explicit instructions. You're going to go 15 yards and hang a post. That's all you're going to do. You're going to do five yards and cut back, do a curl. You're going to do a button hook. You're going to go do a flag, whatever you want to do. You're going to do it to sit there and say, like, listen, yes, knowing the playbook inside and out is a plus plus. It absolutely is. But when you're losing football games, not saying that a young kid that's been with the team for six months doesn't know every single position on the damn chart is stupid. Give the kid something to hang his hat on, for Christ's sake. Yeah, well, they, the Jets want to hang their hat on friggin' Flacco. So, I mean, they, they're, they're already at a loss. They're already starting with like a D average. So, they, there's only room to not improve, apparently, because they're not and looking Flacco to win, uh, clearly. I, I, mean, I, I, dude, I, I don't get it. I, yesterday. Yeah. It's it just irritates me because I, I get it. You know, our quarterback is Wilson. He's not. He's out till week four or five. But I cannot watch Flacco. It's just, it's a losing equation. You want to break it down to X's and O's? That guy, you just take him out because he's a, he's a negative player. He, he's a loss as soon as he touches the ball. I mean, he did, he did throw for over 300 yards. I will say that much. I'm not saying that's a lot in today's NFL, but I don't think Zach did that at all last year. Granted, he was throwing to freaking 
I think I lost TJ. I guess I did lose TJ. That's all right. Um, I'm sure we'll get him back here shortly. He's probably cursing uh, at everybody right now because he's not. Uh, he's having some technical difficulty. But uh, that being said, I think this is a perfect time, if I can find it, to go for a little uh, commercial break for our radio people. But I'll actually show a commercial, and here you go. Support for today's episode comes from True Classic. This brand new sponsor has the absolute best fitting t-shirts a man can buy. Finding the right t-shirt with a little bit of a dad bod is incredibly frustrating. Most t-shirts are either too tight on your gut or look way too big and boxy. You're not in high school anymore, and it's time to upgrade. True Classic has already helped over 2 million men finally get a better fit at an affordable price. Our listeners get access to the best deal they offer. For a limited time only, get 20% off with the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY at trueclassic.com. Almost all men's t-shirts are designed to look good on skinny models with six-packs, but most of us aren't packing anything but a few beers. Fellas, you are wearing the wrong clothes. True Classic tees taper off towards the bottom, but they fit tighter around the chest and shoulders. It's time to highlight your best attributes with a t-shirt you can always confidently throw on. True Classic doesn't just stop at tees. They are your one-stop shop for men's essentials. Super easy and simple to fill out your wardrobe. From polos and workout shirts with the same flattering fit to boxer briefs designed with a pouch to keep your bulge nice and comfortable. All their gear is top-notch quality at reasonable prices. It's about time you learn how to dress yourself properly. Upgrade your wardrobe with True Classic and get 25% off at trueclassic.com with the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY. Free shipping included on purchases over $100 and 100% risk-free guarantee with a 30-day return policy. Stay classy with True Classic. Your dad bod will thank you. Fellas, the fantasy football draft season is right around the corner. CD Lamb is good, but have you seen these beautiful balls? It's time to get your snake looking right for this snake draft with sponsors of today's show, Manscaped. The leaders in below-the-waist grooming have created a championship lineup with the Performance Package 4.0. Join the 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get ready for kickoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY. Inside the Performance Package 4.0, you'll find their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold all your goodies. Tom Brady didn't come out of retirement for you to have hairy balls. So slot it at the quarterback and get 20% off and free shipping when you use the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping when you use the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY at manscaped.com. It's time to put the PP back in a PPR league. I'm sorry. Tom Brady didn't come out of retirement for you to have hairy balls. It's hilarious. Classic. Sorry about that. My uh, computer crapped out. I uh, I think I'm starting to learn that HP computers are not good. Gonna have to throw this one away. I think. There goes our endorsement from HP. Fuck them. 
<laughs> I cannot support a company that makes shit products. You know what doesn't make shit products? Manscaped, because my bowls are smooth. Never mind. <laughs> um, but uh, so <laughs> where, where were we at? Continuing we with shit on, on the Jets. Jets. Yeah. So so yeah, I I understand. I understand fly by 300 yards. He also was like, what, fucking 0 for 12 in third downs? Kiss my ass. Yeah, yeah. Um, that hurt. <laughs> Dude, uh, imagine imagine having an offense that is only a two-down offense. It's hurtful. But uh, Elijah Moore did grade out. It's, at, it's at the brutal. Top of the it's brutal to watch as a fan. I had high hopes. Oh, yeah, he looks tremendous. But uh, looking at week two, obviously tonight's game, Chargers versus the Chiefs, um, a competitive game. Very, It's tied right now, 17-17 here in the fourth quarter with about uh, a little over 12 minutes left in the, uh, in the fourth quarter. Um, about to hit the 12-minute marker right now. But uh, looking forward for the rest of the week, we got Patriots-Steelers. Uh, Panthers against the Giants. I think that game will be a little interesting. Jets versus Browns. Hopefully, it would be more competitive than last week's game will be was um, for the Jets at least. Browns won last week. Colts Jags. I think we all know where that's going to go. Dolphins Ravens. Yeah. I think we'll see what the Dolphins really have to bring to the table with the, against the uh, a good team like the Ravens. I don't think the Patriots are are the juggernaut they once were without Tom Brady. Um, the Bucks and Saints, I, that's an interesting game to me. The Bucks and Saints, actually, I think the Bucks are saying, you know, I, I, actually, for some weird reason, the Saints have had the Bucks number, even with the Super Bowl win over the last few years. And the Bucks are saying it's a revenge game a little bit. They're saying, like, you know, it's their time right now. Have you seen any of that? Dude, it, yeah, I... <sighs> I, I don't know I, why, but the Saints have had the Bucks number. And the Saints, as we saw last year, are one of those teams that will just get hot and create a blowout where you're like, really? Now? When I don't bet with you? You bastards. So, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I think that should be easy work for Tom Brady. But Tom Brady was also relying on a lot of freaking field goals this week. So, who the hell knows? Wow, and Justin Herbert just threw a pick six from about the two-yard line. I don't know what he was thinking throwing that pass. That was not a pretty pass by any stretch of the imagination. Threw it into a plenty of traffic. Watson picks it off on about the two-yard line and takes it to the house for a touchdown to take the lead 23-17 uh, here in the fourth quarter. Just from the five-yard like that, that ball got snapped from about the four-and-a-half, three-yard line. Uh and just I, I don't he's got he's got players in his face and he throws one and it's just it's not a good pass and he gets picked off, take it to the house, and uh Chiefs up. But uh another still game will I'm never be as bad as Mo- I was gonna say that would still never be as bad as not giving Marshawn Lynch the ball. So Yeah, it was pretty <laughs> much the same play, actually. Um another game right, I'm but looking there, at there's a lot less on the line in week two. Yeah, uh, should be kind of entertaining considering, I mean, they're not good teams by any stretch of the imagination, but it'll be a close game because they're equally bad teams. The Commanders against the Lions, uh, I'm actually kind of looking forward to seeing some of that football going on just because they both suck, and it should be kind of interesting. 
Uh, Seahawks 49ers, which is always a good rivalry. I like the commanders in that game, actually. Do you? I like the Lions all the time because, you know, somebody's got to. <laughs> you know what? I think what soured me to the Lions is them trying trying that awful onside kick. So it's like clearly your coach is out of his fucking mind. So you're not going to win. Sometimes that's a good thing. But uh, Seahawks-Niners is always a good rivalry, and we'll see what we got. I mean, Trey Lance did not look good last week. However... And, and, and Geno Smith did look good, but you never know. These rivalry games, you know, teams kicking up a notch, you, you know, especially with a, a young quarterback getting his first, like, real, like, season start out from underneath him. You know, so, sometimes teams start off rocky in that first game because there's a lot of butterflies. There's new offenses. There's new players. There's new ways to feel about things. And you know what? It takes that first week to kind of, like, get the cobwebs off and, and get your shit together. And then another team start off too hot, and they think it's going to be like that all season, and then they they fall off the edge. You know, you start off winning three games or whatever it is, two games, and next thing you know, you're freaking two and eight, and you're like, what the fuck happened? We started off so good. It's, it's not always going to be easy every week. But I, I do think that that Niners-Seahawks game should be kind of entertaining. I could see Gino having a little fall off week, um, just riding high on th- this last week. And I mean, I-, I would be happy to get proven wrong. I was pleasantly surprised, you know, this week after week one at his talent and what he could do, you know, behind center. But I think history would dictate a quarterback that's not really, I guess, prominent or uh, learned in the ways of winning. Uh, then again, he came from the Jets. So you could understand it. I, I could see a fall off this week, a little overconfidence. I think that's a, an astute observation. Falcons, Rams, I, I just think the Rams uh, rebound good and just beat the crap out of the Falcons. Raiders, Cardinals, not really much to watch there. Broncos, Texans, uh, Does do the Broncos sit there and have a revenge game against the, the next team up after losing uh, to the Seahawks, surprisingly? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. What are your thoughts? I don't know, man. I, I The Texans for the past couple of years have been that sneaky team that has a way of finding, you know, any any way necessary to score points and, and to step up and come up big and hang with teams that they really shouldn't hang with. So I, that's one of those, like, I'm staying away from that game. I'm not betting that game at all. I will be watching it. Uh, I, you know what I mean? It's going to be an entertaining game, and I'm looking forward to seeing it. But to bet on something like that, like I said, the Texans just have that way about them where it's like, are you serious right now? Yeah, they're spoilers for certain. Yeah. But uh, what's up after that? Bengals, Cowboys. I think the Cowboys are done until Dak's back. Yeah, but the Bengals aren't anything. You know, you know what I mean? Like uh, after week one, it's like, whew. You well, guys going to step are, up, or? I mean, they're, they're the AFC champion until they're not, right? I guess so. So, I mean, I listen, I'm never high on the Cowboys, so I would expect the Bengals to win, you know, just on that note, just on the fact that they're playing the Cowboys, and it's always fun to watch Jerry Jones, like, freak the fuck out. Yeah, Sunday night uh, football, we're talking uh, Packers versus Bears. Um, and that's always a good rivalry as well. We'll see what happens with that. Uh, are the Bears riding high? Are the Packers coming out for revenge to, to to redeem themselves from last week's poor performance? We'll see. I mean, they still have Aaron Rodgers, and this is still a quarterback-driven league. We'll see what happens there. What are your thoughts on that? I think that Aaron Rodgers by himself without a, 
an offense around him and weapons is obviously like we saw against the Vikings. And I understand that the Vikings, uh, Green Bay, you know, essentially is a great rivalry and the, the Packers have struggled with the Vikings, but I, that offensive performance was just, I mean, com- to say lackluster is like a, that's it, not strong enough of a statement. Uh, it was dreadful. So, it is Aaron Rodgers, and you, you got to figure the guy can come out and, and sling the ball around, but to who? I, I guess, you know, I understand last week was week one, but that's all we have to go on. So uh, let's see what he can do in week two. I think uh, I think this season with the Packers, we're really going to start to see the effects of, of whether or not a great quarterback makes great receivers or vice versa. I agree. You know, I, I always think of Kurt Warner as a, as a good example of that. You know, he plays with the greatest show on turf with the Rams, and he's got Torrey Holt and Isaac Bruce and, and Marshall Falk, and he's going to the Super Bowl. You know, he's a great player. Obviously, he's in the Hall of Fame at this point. Goes to the Giants, and he's got bums playing wide receiver, and he's trash and gets benched for Eli Manning, who can't even spell Eli Manning. Um he leaves the Giants, goes to the Cardinals. He's got Anquan Bolden, Larry Fitzgerald, and uh, uh, damn the name, uh, Edrin James. And uh, all of a sudden, he's back on top again. And in my head, I'm like, okay, hold on. Did, was he a great quarterback, or did he have a great cast around him that made him look better than he actually was? I, I think in that situation, in that situation, especially with the Giants and the team that they have is you cannot expect a quarterback to make throws when you have receivers that can't create space because you need a little bit of space. You need something to throw at, some kind of window to get the ball into. But when you got guys that just can't create even a little bit of room or be able to throw you a hand up, something to aim at, I mean, you're essentially just, you know, throwing and praying at that point. So I I think – you can have the best quarterback in the world, but if you're playing with wide receivers that just can't get open or or can't get any little bit of separation, what are you going to do? Good point. Good point. Uh, two Monday night games this week. That's the Sunday night games, Bears-Packers. Uh, Monday night, the first game being the Titans versus the Bills. Honestly, I I could see the Bills going 17-0 this year. They look phenomenal. Yeah, dude, it's, I mean, that I know Rook gave me a little shit when we made our predictions of, you know, like locks to win the division, but I mean, can you make it any easier with the Bills? Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. No, not at all. They're going to lose that one game to the Jets that I told Brian about, though. He's not going to be <laughs> 
Josh Allen goes down with an injury, he's going to be really upset that I even said that in the first place. And again, I'm not wishing an injury on the guy. I'm not. But you know how I get. Like sometimes you just get a feeling that a guy's going to get injured, and then it just fucking happens. No shit. I told my my commander. He was he's an Eagles fan, and I told him like. Yeah, he goes, I told him about that. And he goes, you got any feelings about the Eagles? I said, no, I don't think you guys are going to sustain any big injuries. Although I do think that A.J. Brown is going to sustain a minor injury that's going to nag him for the season and decrease his overall uh, production. And later that day, A.J. Brown got stung by a bee and had to leave the field of play. <laughs> What's the weirdest oh my thing? God. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Jesus! Stung by a bee. I said, I said, sir. Uh, AJ Brown just left the field to play, and he goes, "What happened?" And I'm like, "You got stung by a bee." He's like, "You son of a bitch! You put that on me." <laughs> I was like, "I really didn't. I just not from my uh, what's it called? Doesn't he say bees in the replacements?" <laughs> He's like, "No, I, I mean on the field. Are you talking about bees on the field?" <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's absolutely phenomenal. Uh, what are you afraid of on the field? Bees. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's my such goodness. a great movie. Oh man, hold Dude, on, that's oh, such a great movie. Here it is. Oh my god, I got I got to share that now because that's hilarious. Hold on, we'll probably get like a nasty gram from the internet about sharing this, but I'm gonna do it anyway. I don't care. Okay, We do not own the rights to this, just so everybody knows up front. Last, Last Sunday, Sunday, I saw, I saw a team, team on, on the field, field play, play as, as hard, hard as, as they could. could. I'm just Turn your mic over, Tech Owen. It was Fears. 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 Hey, hey. I'll tell you, after what just happened with A.J. Brown, I'm afraid of bees now. <laughs> oh, shit, dude. So apparently he's allergic, and he went into like a little bit of anaphylaxis and uh, had some shortness of breath on on at practice on I think I think it was Thursday night or Thursday during the day, but it was a weird coincidence. I my commander asked like who was who do you, do you see anybody? And I was like yeah, AJ Brown's going to get a nagging injury that's going to haunt him for the whole season, and you're going to see his production drop a little bit. And later that day, he got stung by a friggin' bee, and I was just like, damn, I've got it, man, I've got the shine, <laughs> dude. It, you know what's going to be messed up is the next game he's going to get out on the field. And he's going to pull like a Ricky Bobby, like, I'm on fire. I'm on fire. He's going to be fucking swatting at invisible bees and shit. People are going to look at him and go, did he just tell me to steal third? (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) What's Coach Brigma doing? You're in. (laughs) (laughs) That's the sign, dude. 
Bills Titans. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, if I had, if I was a betting man, which I'm not, but if I were, the Bills, the Bills are going to go undefeated except for that one game that Josh Allen doesn't play against the Jets and the Jets win by accident, like they did against the Bengals last year. Dude, all, all I know is I pulled the the Giants pick out of my ass this week. That was one of my three wins. So if you're if you're betting along with us right now, me and Rook are three and two. So we, we walk away making some money this week. And our guy Matt is uh, two and three, so short a little bit of cash, but it's a long season. We're making five picks every week, um, just goofing around. And uh, I, I pulled that Giants beating the Titans out of my ass. Just I, I had, I guess, similar to your uh, shining ability to predict uh, injuries. I just felt like the Giants had the ability to make something happen. And I'm not sold on the Titans. People are high on the Titans, and they had a great season last year. But I don't know. I, I yeah, I guess it was after the Jets beat them. It's like, hey, you got, you're not that good. You can't lose to the Jets and be like, oh, yeah, we're great. You can't lose to the Jets with a rookie quarterback. And 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 then you lose A.J. Brown, who was one of your guns. You know, and they try to replace him with uh, – I honestly can't remember who they drafted, but they drafted a wide receiver kind of high, and uh, they're trying to replace A.J. Brown with this kid. And I'm like, eh, I'm not that impressed. I'm but actually uh, – night game – is uh, Vikings-Eagles. I, I honestly think the Vikings just womp the Eagles on that one. Yeah, I would I think the same as well. Uh, I, I just want to see what the preemptive line is on those Monday games real quick. I don't know if they're going to yeah, be up Yeah, show us yet. that line. Come on out, you rapist. <laughs> Any reason to use that? Why not? Dude, I I literally, I hope you get married real soon, real soon, and then I'm gonna slip that into the DJ and be like, when he comes out, I want this played before you announce the bride and groom. Oh, oh, that'll be really, that'll go over really well. <laughs> the new Mister and Mrs. Nick Velasquez, come on out, you rapist! Oh, uh, you have all your in-laws like, yes, <laughs> call it like it is. Oh my. Uh, so we Who got the, it? uh, well, we, we got the, uh, the bills laying nine and a half right now to the Titans. So, um, I don't know. I, I, I mean, the eye test alone lets you think that they should win by 14 at minimum, but those guys in Vegas, they, they always know something. They, they always know something's up, and especially when there's those, uh, like that, uh, you know, under two scores, but it should be a blowout game. I always get a little questionable on it. And then, Long you know, it's funny. The, yeah. The uh, the line on the Vikings-Eagles game is actually pretty interesting. The the Eagles only, uh, are laying a point and a half. Really? Yeah. I mean, the Eagles aren't that good. What is going on in the NFL right now? I mean, they're in Philly, so you figure, you know, there's a good chance some of the Viking players get shot on the way into the stadium. Just saying. Name me a Just. city that has an NFL team that you're not going to get shot in. Um, Vegas. Nobody has time to shoot people in Vegas. You're on your way in or out of the casino. Who went to a hotel that shot a whole bunch of people from the hotel. Yeah, but that wasn't at a football game. 
Then and, have I mean, and it, listen, that that is true, but we all know that. I mean, the government was involved in that one. That was a total fucking what? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Listen, uh, Listen, you're not on the ship in Vegas. You're going to get shot. And last time I checked, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, there was a lot of guns. There was a lot of guns in that hotel room. And I dare you, I fucking dare you to steal uh, even a dollar off the table in a Vegas casino without the pit bosses and all the eyes in the sky knowing about it. But you're going to tell me that dude walked 20 guns up to a fucking hotel room and nobody knew were, were any of the wiser? I don't know, man. I'm with the conspiracy theories on the, on this one. Breaking news: Something Justin fu- Herbert is fucking sacked. fishy. He is down. Justin and Herbert is clutching his ribs, and uh, yeah, he's not getting up right now. Bad news That's if a you're a Chargers fan. Chase Daniel is warming up. I, I think that's Chase Daniel. I haven't been paying attention to who's the backup quarterback for the Los Angeles Chargers, but. But Justin Herbert is down. Yeah. He's writhing in pain and grabbing his rib cage. It's a little stinger. I will say this, not for nothing, if you're attending a, a Jets or Giants game, you're probably not going to get shot at. But um, if you dress up like Santa, somebody will throw snowballs at you. Jets or Giants? You're not getting shot at in, in East Rutherford, New Jersey. There's nothing yeah. there. But the Eagles threw snowballs at Santa. Oh, right. It was Giants-Eagles, and it was in, in Philly. That's correct. Yeah. No, right, right, right. The Jets uh, the <laughs> the Jets controversy was uh, the the Jets, the female Jets fans kept flashing the camera when they were on the Jumbotron. <laughs> when was this? Where was I? <laughs> a couple of years ago. You don't remember that? This no. was a couple of years ago, and they, like, they put out a thing like saying, stop doing that because like all these... You know, because you have nothing to root for on the field, so you might as well get liquored up in the parking lot, and all of a sudden the camera's on you. You decide to pull the girls out. Saudi Arabia. <laughs> no, it was it was a couple of years ago, man. I was um, in Saudi Arabia a couple of years ago. Did, that that was actually pretty funny. No, it was before that, dude. I'm I'm talking like five or six years, not two years. I don't recall this ever happening. Oh, now, now you're gonna make me put a date on this shit. Yeah, it was like it I'm was crazy. Chase Daniel. Chase Daniel is the backup quarterback for the Los Angeles Chargers. Like I said, Justin Herbert is down on the ground, writhing around in pain after taking a sack, grabbing at his rib cage, and uh, Chase Daniel warming up on the sideline. Hopefully, this is just a temporary situation, and we see uh, Justin Herbert, who is a promising young quarterback in the NFL, back in the game shortly. Um, coming back from commercial, he did leave the field under his own strength. Uh, again, not a lower body injury. They're talking about an upper body injury. He does wear a flak, uh, a flak jacket under his uh, jersey, and he is still on the sidelines. He's not leaving the field of play, which is always a good thing. Uh, he might just be sitting out for this one play, and then he, he maybe he'll get back on the field. We'll see. Tonight he's got 39 dropbacks or two sacks, and he's been hit three times. But that last one looked like it was mighty painful, and uh, they're going to – do a handoff to Sony Michelle, and we'll see Justin Herbert's back on the field. Chase Daniel sits back down, having gone no attempts for no yards. A handoff to Sony Michelle, and Justin Herbert's back in the game. Crisis averted if you're a Los Angeles Chargers fan. And based on attendance, I'd have to say you're not. 
So uh, the first incident I could see being reported was uh, 2011. What the hell was I doing? No, 2000. What was I doing in 2011? What was so important? Nothing. I don't know. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. I don't recall these things. You know, I probably went to a lot of games that year, so I didn't remember seeing that because I wasn't looking at the Jumbotron. <laughs> oh, and Justin Herbert's down again, looking like he's in pain. <laughs> Dude, all I know is I, ha- I had to turn off uh, the game on my TV because you're ruining for me because my uh, my Amazon Prime, you know, whatever app on my TV was uh, about 37 seconds behind yours because you're telling me about a pickoff that didn't even happen yet because they were just still in the huddle. Oh, your interwebs suck. I don't know what to tell you. But Justin I Herbert agree. Like I mean, he looks like he's in, in pain with his, uh, his left quadricep does not look uh, pleasant by any stretch of the imagination as he almost throws into another interception. But uh, enough about that game going on right now. We're not doing play-by-play. We're talking about next week. I think that's all of next week's games. I mean, there's nothing else going on next week. Um, Baseball, playoff baseball still going on. Uh, hockey starting up soon. That's exciting. We love hockey around here. We're big Ranger fans. Trying to figure out what games we're I mean, going to go to. I, I'll tell you this much. I, I, I'm looking forward to uh, this Sunday's Jet game just because we're going to be hanging out with Coach Mike Westoff at his book we'll signing. Be, so, yeah, I mean, that's something to look forward to. We'll be at El Lobo Loco, not the one in Brooklyn, the one in Staten Island. On Sunday, Coach Mike Westoff will be there with the Jets Lounge. Good guys over there at the Jets Lounge. Uh, signing books of his new book, uh, Figure It Out. And uh, I'm actually looking forward to it. It's kind of surreal that we've spent at least three hours of our lives speaking with this man that we have yet to meet face-to-face. Now we get this opportunity on Sunday. It's it's kind of dope. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm bringing my old man. He's coming with me. Um, yes, And uh, hopefully, you know, we'll, uh, I, I have the audio book. But I, you know, whenever I have like a favorite book to do, um, like I, I always get the audio book and I will always get the hard copy because I support the author because um, I enjoy their work. And, I, and that's going to be the same thing that I do with Coach Westoff. Not only did he take the time to, to talk to us on the show, but, uh, you know, I did really enjoy the book and, and the audio book was a phenomenal uh, read simply because yeah. he read it. it again, it so- felt like we really knew the guy. We we both did the same thing. We listened to the audio book. Um, I'm banking on. I'm hoping they sell copies there because I would like to get a physical copy of the book, and no, I'm definitely do. getting an autograph. So um, I'm also bringing my old man as well. Uh, I, I gotta say, I'm a little nervous though because we did get a firm invite to go down. You know, next year in the springtime into the summer to go uh, shark fishing with Coach, and I feel like he, he, there's a chance I'm. Might ruin this for us by meeting him face to face in person, especially if Flacco throws a pick within the first five minutes and I throw something in uh, Lobo Loco and get escorted out. What if Coach catches it? Dude, I, I, I'd be more impressed if he fucking started throwing shit too and was like, yes, this is what we're about. Did we just become yeah. best friends? Uh, yup. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to meeting Coach over at El Lobo Loco 
on Sunday, Jets versus Browns. Uh, I did tweet at him whether or not he'll have books on hand. He will have books on hand to purchase there, and and he'll autograph, obviously. So uh, I will have cash on I'm, hand. I'm, for, I'm also for hoping we get a little bit of time to, to chat with him, uh, you know, again. Maybe uh, possibly record some stuff, you know, just uh, like not, I don't want to I don't want to make him work extra hard, but maybe just like a hey, how's it going? See, Finally get to meet you guys. See, I, I mean, I, I'm all for uh, taking a picture with coach. Absolutely. But my father actually asked me, he's like, oh, you know, when we go Sunday, you trying to do uh, any content or anything like that? I'm like, this guy has devoted more time in his life to us than I think my wife is devoted to listening to me talk sports. So. Uh, I, I'm, I don't think I'm into bothering him on that day unless, I mean, unless it, it's a, a, you know, we find a lull and we can bullshit with him about it and just throw up one of our phones and, and record it. But because he is, I will say this, out of all the, pl- the players and coaches and celebrities I've ever met, he is probably the most personal dude we've I think I've ever talked to. And just the time of day that he gives two fucking nobodies twice so hey, far this year listen i think you're somebody too but in the, in the grand grand scheme of things we're just you know another number another person in traffic blocking you from getting to your exit so um I, and I, I i am absolutely grateful for you know coach westoff and how great of a person he is now how, how very awesome and sweet he's treated this podcast and the amount of time he's given us so i don't want to take up any more of his time i will gladly buy him as many margaritas as he wants to have and I think we're going to have a great time right up until the first snap of the Jets offense. And then I'm going to be very upset. I think, honestly, I think that I think if I could buy him a beer and just like cheers, that would be awesome. I didn't even think Is about that. Not that like, just like, that's not like a man law. You know what I mean? Like you buy somebody yeah. a beer out of respect and then you cheers after it. Like that's like, I mean, that, essentially, that that's like getting knighted by the queen. Yeah, if I could gingerly touch that's the like, tip of my beard to Coach Westhoff's <laughs> beard, that would be awesome. That does gingerly touch our tips. <laughs> Optonius! Optonius! Good morrow! Uh, role models great movie absolutely fantastic movie any movie that includes kissing it is immediately awesome it's like his (laughs) (laughs) the gun is his dick Ronnie (laughs) Uh, like this they couldn't back then that's why they had to wear makeup Oh, man. Tell you, Mr. Whispering Eye. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. God. All right, so Let's enough with that. football. Let's get into the nitty-gritty. Fucking Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge. That's it. Not the Yankees. Aaron Judge. The New Just York Judges. absolute... Dude... Historic season. The guy has 57 home runs. He's batting 310. Okay. Batting 310 with 57 home runs in the year where they purposely reduced the amount of distance you get with a baseball. Right. Okay. The league average this year so far, you know, per team, like essentially by all the players on the team, 
uh, averaging their batting averages together. So the guys that are up in the, the top echelon of it and the guys at the bottom, the league batting average this year is 243. The guy is hitting 67 points above that and has 57 home runs. I mean, it again, we've had this debate. We had this debate a couple weeks ago. Shohei Otani or Aaron Judge for uh, MVP. How do you not go with Judge? Judge is having one of those. He's having a season that like comes once every like decade or two. And he's doing it on a team that needs it the most right now because they're having their ups and downs. And he's been the catalyst for a team that's been suffering from either pitching issues or offense issues and not being able to score runs or put people on base. And this guy is showing up to the ballpark day in and day out and producing. And not only is he hitting 57 home runs, he's his batting average is, is well above the league average. So he's doing it at, at a at you know while still mixing in those those singles and uh, extra base hits. So uh, I get it. Shohei Otani is one of those freaks of nature where you have that oddball situation in the MLB where pitchers don't hit, but this guy does, and he he pitches one day and then comes in another day as a DH, and he's a very good athlete at both. But Judge is having uh, like a season and a half. Judge is having one of those years. That you, everybody's going to talk about this year. As, uh, remember that year with Judge, and everybody's going to look back on, it. and everybody's going to everybody around the league. There's excitement around somebody approaching, you know, Roger Maris's record because we all know how we feel about Barry Bonds's record. You know how I feel. Uh, I'm very similar with you. I think the steroid era happened. A lot of people were on steroids. I think Barry Bonds should be in the Hall of Fame. I think all these guys accused of steroids should be in the Hall of Fame because it's not like they were. Uh, the minority in the league doing these things. It seemed like these things were rampant during the time that they did it. So to not include them is, I think, a little bit of uh, injustice on baseball because it's not that they were doing something special that the majority of the league wasn't doing. It's not that they were doing something that the league didn't know about because the league absolutely did know about it. They wanted it to happen. It saved the MLB after the lockout situation. So that's how I feel about the steroids. But if somebody like Aaron Judge, who I don't think I've ever heard one an inkling of somebody being like, oh, that guy's on juice. Uh, it just It's just not said. I wouldn't believe it if it was said. Maybe I'm just being a naive Yankee fan. But if this guy can hit 65, 66 home runs this year, I mean, in my mind, that's the home run record. Just looking at what he leads the league in, he leads the league in home runs, obviously, by more than 20 homers, which hasn't been done since Babe Ruth, since every week someone wants to talk about how Shohei Otani hasn't done something since Babe Ruth. Um, uh, so he leads in home runs by 20. By what, 20 what is home- he about? He's about 28 behind. He's about 28 behind the judge right now. Something like that, yeah. Um Judge leads in RBIs, runs, and you can't say he doesn't get his at bats because he 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 his at bats. Otani's at bats. He has plenty of at bats being a DH, and he see. I, I get it. The games that he pitches, he doesn't see the plate, but it's not like he's only hitting. You know, he's had two hundred at bats for the year. He's had a serviceable amount of at bats, maybe like seventy or eighty less than Judge, but still enough where you can compare the two, and it's not biased in any way. Well, I mean, look, the next next best guy's got. 20 less and he's getting just as many at bats as judge 
He's mm-hmm. a full-time player, you know? Um, moving forward, though, Judge leads in in war, which, you know, say what you will, it's advanced stats. I'm not a fan of them, but whatever. Uh, he's leading it on base percentage. He's leading in slugging percentage. He's on. He's leading in OPS+. plus. He's leading in total bases and extra base hits. Um, now, granted, the extra base hits thing is going to happen. If you lead in home runs, more than likely you're going to lead in extra base hits. Uh, of just course. Because of all the home runs that you don't hit, now doubles. But – I do want to point out a very big deal. One, I do. I'm a firmly belie- firm believer that Mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun with over eighty casino style games to choose from. You too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a whirl. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. MVP is the most valuable player, and you have zero value when your team doesn't win. I'm sorry. Shohei Otani being valued at whatever he's valued at, right? Let's, I, do, I believe his war is 8.1, okay? Whether his team wins those eight games or loses those eight games, they're still in fourth place. It's just the nature of the game. Yep. And on, on top of that, I honestly don't think he could make it playing in a market like New York. And I also want to point out that every week we hear about how Shohei Otani did something that nobody else did. I just want to point out that when Babe Ruth played baseball, there was no DH. So that meant if he pitched, he more than likely didn't play for another three days recovering from having pitched a full game. Because back then, you actually pitched for nine innings. Shohei Otani is pitching in a six-man rotation, which arguably would ruin it's, it's probably a contributing factor as to why his team doesn't win uh, because nobody pitches in a six-man rotation until they get to his team. Um, and every and time he plays that, the Yankees, he gets shelled. Every time he plays in a game, the people are actually watching and there's seat, people in the seats and there's expectations because playing against the Yankees, that's a nationally broadcast game. That's Everybody's paying attention to that shit. And in that game, he shits the bet every time. He's got a couple of homers, but he's still batting around 200 with an ERA over five when he plays against the Yankees. Uh, that's not a coincidence. It's expectations. That's all. And we have seen many a player come to New York and just, I mean, between Sonny Gray and Javi Vasquez and uh, Je- Jeff Weaver. I mean, the list is like long and distinguished, like like Sliders Johnson. Um, and it just, uh, it, I just can't see him doing it. You know, same thing with trout. Like I love Mike trout. I think he's an amazingly talented baseball player, but I think that he stayed in Anaheim for a very good reason. And it's because he knows he doesn't want to be bothered when he's at the mall. You know, Joey Gallo came to New York and he was miserable too. Cause he couldn't hack it. And he just couldn't deal with the expectations that people had for him. It's just, that's just the nature of playing in a team for a team, excuse me, that 
The fans actually expect to win. And I can't think that there's anybody rooting for the Halos that expects them to do anything. I don't even think they expect them to be competitive. So, I mean. I think they expect them to show up to the ballpark. That's about it. Yeah. You know, I mean, you expect to watch the other team play as well when you're when you're an Angels fan. That's about it. But I, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, I, I, there, there's zero, it's, it, it's basically spring training baseball at this point. Where it, whether you hit a home run or not doesn't really matter. You lost, right? We've seen games where, you know, they're winning like eight runs in the seventh inning and they lose nine eight. Uh, I mean, it's just different. It's not the same thing. It really isn't. Uh, playing did, independently, did. not the same as playing when you're thirty games out of first place already. You're fighting for fourth Listen, place at that point. Listen, fucking Mister. The 3, intensity 000. and the importance. The intensity and the importance isn't there. You know it's not. And, you know, again, we don't get to watch as much West Coast baseball because guess what? I'm not staying up till 1 o'clock in the morning to watch a baseball game. It's not happening. You know what I mean? But it, it, luckily there's no reason to stay up and watch it. So you, you got to go with the big market. You, you got to go with the importance factor and, and essentially what ends up being a game that matters versus a game that doesn't. And judges doing it on the biggest stage there is in the MLB. And anybody that wants to argue and say the Yankees aren't the show of the MLB, you're out of your mind. They are. You go to another country and you see people rocking Yankee hats. I I have yet to be uh, on vacation uh, in the Caribbean or something like that on a cruise and see somebody wearing a fucking uh, Padres hat, you know, or, or a Rockies hat. It doesn't happen. Listen, it's like arguing that Manchester United is not the premier team in in football, you know, in soccer. It, they are. They really are. You know, like it, there are just certain symbols that are iconic that they just stick out. When you see it, you know exactly. I don't watch soccer worth a damn, but I know what the Man U symbol looks like. If you're not a mank, you're a wank. <laughs> But yeah, Aaron Judge, I mean, again, I, I just think that, again, Shohei Otani's doing an awesome, awesome thing. I do think that his, the six man rotation that he's forcing the team to put him into is creating a, a difficulty on the other, on the rest of his team. Cause you also got to bear in mind, if there's a six man rotation, now you have an extra starter that you have to find. So that, it, it, I mean, it's hard enough finding five guys that are strong. Right now, you got to find five guys, and then you have another guy that's very strong. Right, Otani's a very strong guy, but now you have an extra guy in the rotation that's not strong. So you end up losing that game anyway. So the game that he would have made up, like like if you have five guys and three of them are strong, then you only lose two games a week. But if you have six guys and and three guys are strong, now you lose three games a week every week. Right. right? I mean, and, and I saw some jabroni that played minor league baseball and failed, arguing that that the Yankees would take Shohei Otani. And, and I said, honestly, he might be a spot starter on the Yankees simply because I don't think that the Yankees would want him to fuck up the rotation like that. And when I say spot yeah, I starter, I don't mean like when I have an extra spot, I'll start him. I mean that he he doesn't have a regular spot in the rotation. That's, that's what I mean. Like when you find a spot for him, like, you know, Monday Cole pitches, Cortez pitches on Tuesday, Otani doesn't pitch every Wednesday is my point. That's what I mean by spot starter. He doesn't have a, a standard spot after a certain guy. All right. You fit him in where you can because, and then the guy was just like, Oh, Yankee fans are the worst fans, blah, blah, blah. Obviously sitting on his high horse because he played minor league baseball and failed. Um, 
But but the truth of the matter is, Garrett Cole doesn't like pitching three minutes late, let alone twenty four hours late. So, right. and and I I read David Cohn's book. Pitchers are the biggest prima donnas in baseball. They really are. Like they make every excuse under the sun for why they can't be successful. And now you're going to throw a guy in there that has you pitching every five days instead of every four days when you've been pitching every four days for your entire life. And and now he just fucked up your flow for I guess for him I guess. Uh, and you think that a major league baseball pitcher is not going to use that as an excuse? Like fuck, I'm still getting used to this six man bullshit. Do you think uh, when Coney wrote wrote the book? Like and is laying all that out there. Do you think like in his mind, people are going to be like, "Oh, they're going to side with me. They're going to understand." Like, I had a blister this week. How dare they ask me to show up to the ballpark? Or how dare they think I can throw strikes? And when in reality, everybody's just like, "Dude, are you fucking kidding me?" I mean, I, I think every pitcher in their own mind is the greatest pitcher in the world. If only the ground were the way that they wanted it. As, as if only the wind blew in the right direction. If only the hairs on the back of their neck didn't stand up. If only their fingernails were a little bit longer. If only that blonde behind home plate didn't have such big tits. They'd be Cy Young, all of them. Apparently. Oh, oh, gotcha. But, uh, yeah. I said apparently. Yeah, I don't think Shohei Otani being as impressive as he is, he does it for a team that doesn't matter on a coast that really doesn't matter. Other than the Dodgers, there's really nothing going on on the West Coast that really resonates with anybody or anything. Uh, uh, you know, and then somebody will go, what about the Astros? The Astros, they play in the West, but they don't play in the West, if you get what I mean. They play in right. Eastern Texas, which is closer to New York than it is to California. Uh, it just, um, there's nothing going on out there. Nothing other than the Dodgers who are having a phenomenal season. They might break the yep. record for most games won in the season. Um, but uh, there's really nothing going on out there. I mean, it, it's different playing for a team and a franchise that doesn't matter and in, completely inconsequential. Let me, uh, let me pose this question to you. Where else do you think Shohei Otani can go in the league and find success and find a home where he's utilized the right way? that isn't a six-man rotation distraction that essentially fits him and the style of player that he is because I like I I'm struggling to see where he could go again to a market team that could pay him obviously yeah San Diego the Mets (sighs) See, in my mind, I'm thinking the Mets just because they'll spend the money and they have that kind of um, make it work mentality. I don't, I see, I don't think, I, I think as much as we give Boston shit and we dislike, you know, Boston fans and stuff like that, even though I, I am a big fan of Sam Adams beer, so, and, uh, you know, them throwing tea in the harbor and whatnot. But I, I feel like Boston fans are just as passionate as Yankee fans, and that's a market where you have a very there's a very fine line between accepting you and we're paying you a lot of money. Don't fuck us. I don't disagree with you. I will say that there are more Yankee fans than there are Red Sox fans, just because the population in New York is is more than Boston. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the passion is and still there. 
on top on top of that, Fenway Park. Um, if I can find the damn uh, the damn amount of people that can actually seat, uh, the capacity is th- less than thirty eight thousand. Yankee Stadium's around forty eight. It's another ten thousand people. Um, right. I you know it just it's not the same atmosphere. I mean, don't get me wrong. Fenway Park does get hostile, but I haven't seen any uh, Boston fans throwing garbage at their own players recently. <laughs> I have seen Yankee fans throw shit at the Yankees. I have seen Yankee fans throw shit at the fucking Indians. Or excuse me, the uh, Guardians. Uh, Yankee fans are animals. I, I'll, I'll say that much. Yankee fans right now, Yankee Stadium seats about 10,000 more people than, than Fenway Park does. Um, dude, New Yorkers are animals. It's not just Yankee fans. It's just New York City in general. It's the general vibe. It's like, dude, if you're not going fast enough or, or you know, you, you, you're just impeding me in any sort of way. It's like, dude, if you fell down a fucking elevator shaft right now, I'd celebrate and walk away. But, but uh, honestly, just, just lay watch, the land here. Watching the Red Sox lately, right? Other than Devers, who looked to be injured last night. I'm not sure if you saw the game. He was hobbled. He didn't look Nine, uh, he didn't look good. He was rounding first base, and I'm, I'm, I just caught the game. Just and he's rounding first, and he looked hobbled, and he's still going. And I'm just going, what the hell is going on? Why is he in there right now? He didn't leave the field of play either. It was pretty, pretty strange. Um, but other than than Devers, their rotation is shambles, right? Chris Sale's getting injured every five seconds, it seems, and nobody else on that that rotation is all that impressive. Evaldi was good for a time, and. He got injured as well and, and and kind of fell out as well. So, I mean, I think Boston fans are just at this point, they're, they're reloading. I mean, I don't think anybody in Boston expected their team to be in the basement under the Orioles at this juncture of the season. Uh, but I think if, if Otani did become a free agent and or did get traded, I do believe Boston would be major players because they don't really have anything else going on. You, know, you, you want them – you expect them to. They signed Story, right? They signed uh, – I mean, they, they have Devers, and, and he may be out the window at some point in the near future. He's coming up on free agency shortly. Um, and, uh, you know, they've, they've got a couple of other players, younger players that are pretty good. I like uh, the ginger kid that can't catch. I can't remember his name right now, Verdugo. Um, you know, he's good. Uh, but other than that, like, I'm looking at their rotation. There's nobody in their rotation that really blows wind up my skirt. They don't. It's not like back in the day when they had Pedro, when they had Schilling. You know, it's it, it's it's far few and far or Beckett. You know, they had Beckett for a while too. It, it's not that. It definitely isn't that. So you know what? No, they definitely they, have they, some work to do in this offseason. That's for shit sure. Yeah, they they so they you know they might try and go after Otani uh, and sacrifice comfortability to go and grab that that player that that could inject some life into their franchise. But if I'm the Red Sox, I do bear in mind that Shohei Otani does not play well against our rival Yankees, and that may be a liability, especially if he does not perform well as a Red Sox against the Yankees. Uh, talking about hostility, that's one way to get it. That's one way to get him yeah. certain. It, it, it's one thing to not make the playoffs. It's another thing to get shellacked by the Yankees. If you're if you're the Red Sox, yeah, you know we're not talking about the Orioles, we're not talking about the the Guardians, we're not talking about the Mariners. If you're the Red Sox, definitely and, not talking and, about the Twins, and for the and for, <laughs> or the or the Athletics for that matter. Um, but if you're the Red Sox, you know it's it's 
you don't you can't lose to the Yankees not badly and uh you know I mean you're, you're gonna hear some some Astros fans try to put themselves in that same kind of plane uh, Astros have only been relevant for about eight years before that they were irrelevant in a couple of years when when Altuve leaves they'll be irrelevant again and you won't be fans anymore so I'm not even you, gonna, you know what and again I mean it goes right back to the the steroid argument. If you want to say that there should be asterisk and you know, these guys should never be allowed in in the Hall of Fame, then I, I say that there should be an asterisk next to the uh, Houston Astros World Series win because if you're going to sit there and argue with me and say that steroids gives you a bigger advantage than knowing what pitch is about to be thrown, you've never played the game of baseball. That's a fact. I tell you what, I did see. I, I like the Greg Maddox quote where he's like, "You want to steal my pitches? Fine. I'm throwing a sinker. It's low and outside, and you still can't hit it." Dude, not for nothing. It, I, I mean, especially being a Yankee fan through the '90s, and Greg Maddox was a fucking great pitcher. He's like, he might be the last pitcher, Messina. You know what I mean? Like just a, a guy that locates pitches and throws it. And even later in his career, when he was only hitting like 87 on the friggin' the, the, the clock, 87 miles per hour, he's still striking people out. I mean, just that, that's what a pitcher was. And now today it's just, Hey, you could throw 98. Good. Put, put him out there. Messina you know, it's the wild at, thing uh, situation. Messina won 20 games his last season. First time he that's won true. 20 games. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, I think of, uh, what's his face? Jamie Moyer threw like 78 miles an hour at the end of his career. Still striking guys out at 78 miles an hour. Yeah, Incredible. that's, that's nuts. But, uh, I don't know T, you got anything else. I, I'm, I'm, I'm done for the night. Dude, I'm tired. Uh, I'm looking forward to this weekend. I'm yeah. looking forward to getting to meet meet Coach uh, Mike Westoff. I'm getting uh, getting a couple of drinks in us, and hopefully the Jets bring something to the offensive table other than just letting the running backs do their thing and then hanging the wide receivers out to dry. Um, I don't know. I, I I'm glad football is back. It's exciting. I love uh, jumping on Fanduel and throwing a couple bets in and uh, having a good time with that. I'm happy we're doing our. Uh, our little bet challenge between us, essentially uh, me, Rook, and Matt. Winner gets a uh, $100 worth of booze. So uh, I got to ask Rook and Matt what they – I was going to say, I, I kind of want to get together with uh, Rook and Matt and, and go over this. Not not that I'm expecting to win or anything like that, but if I win, instead of two $50 bottles, I'd much rather uh, you know a nice $90 bottle of uh, bourbon. Lump that shit together, and then the uh, the losers have to eat the uh, our our new sponsor, the the beef jerky, the spiciest beef jerky they have. I gotta pull up the the name. I don't want to get it wrong. One second. But uh, the name of their uh, the hottest game that we're watching together in a while, huh? Yeah, it's been a bit. It's definitely been a minute. One second. I gotta find it. Trudge through all this nonsense on Twitter. Hey, none of that's nonsense. No, look for the in our in our chat. Rook mentions it. Did he? Yeah, absolutely, he did. 
Yeah, I'm not seeing shit. I suck. This is a lull. This is a bad, bad lull. This is bad radio. It is. It is. But I got to get this. Uh, I got to get this right. Oh, you know what? He didn't say it in our chat. He said it in, in the in the the addicts chat. And you can't even search that, which sucks. Can you? I think you can actually. Hold on. Um. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he ever said what it was called. I thought he did. Yeah, apparently not. I mean, he. It's really spicy beef jerky, though. Apparently. This is awful. I, I do apologize. This is absolutely atrocious. I would apologize. But, uh, my fault. This is awful. I, I do apologize. And now I'm echoing because I'm looking in our... I'm just looking, trying to look up the uh, Sunday Funday picks on the YouTube. Right here is, uh, pajamas. I guess he doesn't name it. I mean, I know... the. The sponsor's Killer Beef Jerky. Might as well give them a plug because I'm butchering this. But whatever the Killer Beef Jerky's hottest uh, beef jerky is, that's essentially what the losers have to eat, which it's pretty funny because we talked about last year how uh, you wanted to do a bet where the loser has to shave their head because obviously you shave your head. And I'm holding on to what little hair I have left, and Rook has a full head of hair. So it would be a little unfair for you. But I'm looking forward to eating. I, I Dude, I might be eating this. You know, killer beef jerky, uh, the spiciest one they have this weekend. You never know. So they have it's a not lot. a punishment yeah, for me. They do have a lot. And T, I'm looking at their website right now, right? Just talking about killer beef jerky. I think their hottest one is called Get Nuked. That's it. Thank you. New something like, you know, fucking a killer. But, uh, uh, pun intended. They got some stuff here, right? One of them is called Pickle Shot. I'm into that. Right? One's called Stay Trashy. There we go. That also one's fits called, me as well. One's called Pre-Gaming Straight Whiskey. I'm, I I lied. It's not called Get Nuked. It's called Death Punch. The world's oh, hottest. Dude. Talent. Oh, man. Hold on. Let's see what this has in it. So Death Punch this is the hottest one. Awesome. It's out of stock. Oh, no. What's that? Death Punch. Is out of stock. Uh, Carolina Reaper. Cayenne Habanero. A little pineapple juice in there. It's always good to add the citrus. Ghost Pepper. Ground Thai Pepper. Oh, this is awesome. Jesus, Mary and Joseph. I might, I might tank on purpose. Not that I have You'll to. You'll be able to pull it for three days. It's always, you, you know you got quality spice when... You know you got quality spice where it burns just as much on the way out as it did on the way in. So Jeez. I'm looking forward to getting me a nice uh, bunch of killer beef jerky. And, uh, hey, if I'm the loser of this challenge and I, and I got to do this uh, super hot beef jerky, this death punch... Am I really a loser? I don't think so. I think that's a win. All Bring that on, being baby. said, catch us again next week on the Scoreboard Addicts podcast. Hopefully we have Rook back. 
uh, on the show. I missed the guy. I feel like I haven't seen his face in weeks. Dude, I think we're just going to have to show up uh, when he's teaching his class. That'll be interesting. Rook is a uh, certified college professor, and I may just have to show up as a homeless man looking for a couple spare dollars and change in his classroom and totally F with them. Why not? Why don't we show up as the world's largest college student? <laughs> I think we could do, we could pull that off. World's called largest. You got to get like a. Uh, I mean, now, hold on, hold on. If we're gonna go with this, we we got to go. You got to go typical. You know, uh, I I would say like you know, generalizing typical how we see college students. Like so, uh, do you think they make a uh, random Shea Guevara? monster shirt that would cover both us you on my shoulders and me underneath you i would never wear that dude neither would i i would i mean it's always funny where these these, these you know mostly liberal kids rock the Che Guevara shirts and then it's like hey realize he absolutely butchered people All right <laughs> but, maybe uh, yeah. not the progressive thing you want to push maybe not um, but on that happy note, stuff. Um, I'm Nick, that's TJ, and uh, hopefully, we'll have Rook back next week and we'll catch you again next time. Thanks for spending the time with us. We'll see you next time. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.